What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. A Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. I, why did I, I, we, I, here's what I want you guys to know. Gary, hey, how are you? It's good to have you on the show. Yada, yada, yada. Same old thing we always do, right? I am so fucking juiced right now, all right? I had a nice coffee. I'm going to finish this off. It's going to be great, Gary. And then there's all this E3 news to talk about. At the Rogue One, Gary Witta, how the hell are you? Um, I'm doing quite well, thank you. I was fascinated by that conversation we were just having uh, before we went live about whether or not there'd be a market for a gamer chair that's also a toilet. So for the record, delete- this was a you and Kevin conversation, all right? No, you no, you were quite heavily involved as well, Greg. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't try to shake this off now. I just want you to know, I was thinking about it when we were getting ready for the show. Uh, this is, you know, the show's lead story about E3 is back. We have E3 2021 details. E3 is what I like to call YouTube gold, Gary. People come out of the woodwork to watch videos about it. So, so many new viewers are watching Kind of Funny for the first time. And oh, I agree. that's great. Let's start here and talk about how we, uh, you were talking about when you just went to go to the bathroom to take a number two. Yes. You had your yes. wireless headphones on. You could still hear us. I and then still hear when you. you turned off your camera when you left, I made the joke that, yes, Maybe Gary's going right there. Maybe Gary's chair is a toilet. And now you and Kevin have come up with the idea to sell well, now the we are, Now we have, now we have a viable, viable business proposition. Kevin, how do you feel about this? This is your legacy. Uh, not good, if I'm being totally honest. I don't feel good about sure. any of this. You know what I mean? It's just, sure. I don't... I, the thing was, in your example, you said, like, oh, what if he's just going right there? My response was, like, what if the camera just turns on? You, we see him squatting in the middle there, and I was just like, "That would be horrendous." And I don't—he's using that, that trash can over his right shoulder. That's what has that, his bathroom right there. I don't know that I could continue to work with Gary if if I saw that. I'm sorry, Gary. Well, the great news totally is, is, is and this right, is why the, the the potty gamer chair would never work. Is if there'd be, uh, you know, it would happen where people would click their cameras on by accident, and then it's sh- there. It's an image of them shitting, and then they're banned from Twitch. It would never happen. We couldn't do it. But the point, it would be off camera. So it's not like you're taking a shit right on the stream. Like it would be safely off camera. Like I could be naked below the, the waist here. You would Sure. Know, and then one day right? your camera tips over, and guess what? And that, that would be a whole problem. Band. That's the end of it. With That's the, the new DX Racer Frag Crapper, you can shit right through the ownage. You no longer have to stop to take number two on your quest to be number one. That's I'm telling really you, good. people, you made that up people right are going to buy. People are going to buy this really product. Good. The frag oh, people in the chat, people in chat have been saying they'd go buy it. Oh, they, there's plenty of people out here saying now, they'd be all over it. Don't worry one about that question, part One it. question I do have: Would this have a bidet function? Because I feel like you kind of have to, so that you, the wiping is is. Yeah, it would. All, it, it would be. Yeah, it would all be taken yeah. care of. The whole the whole service soup to nuts. The shitting, the wiping, the flushing, everything. An NVIDIA broadcast will even, like, you know, filter out, you know, you would do a deal with NVIDIA broadcast, like, plug that into the chair, so that the shitting, like, the, any kind of, like, any kind of straining sounds you might be doing, uh, any, like, as, you know, the plop as it hits the water, the flushing, the, the wiping, the whole thing, like, it's all filtered out through uh, GeForce technology, well, so you never even hear any of that. Blue microphone technology, right? That, yeah, you know, it, it keeps I mean, whatever, the, I mean, whatever, I mean, whatever, whatever, corporate, you know, business, whatever partnership is the most lucrative. Sure. Yeah. You, this is you're you're shark tanking right now, right? Yeah. That's what you're oh, doing yeah. here. Who yeah. wants to answer the call? Is it Logitech? Is it Blue Microphone? So it's only. It- it's, I mean, look, we know we know that a lot of uh, business leaders in the industry listen to this podcast. I fully expect <laughs> that I'll have like 15 DMs when I go back to my uh, to my desk from Logitech, from Blue, from uh, you know Herman Miller, from Elgato, sure. uh, from DX Racer, uh, you know, fucking Steel Series. Lazy you boy. name it. They're, they're, Lazy they're Boy's looking to get into this gaming chair game for a Lazy long time, Boy wants chance. to get into the esports market. This is the way in. Let's fucking do it. Well, new listeners, welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. Usually we talk about the news of the day, such as the fact that E3 is back. PlayStation Now's editions uh, show Xbox's superiority and Animal Crossing Build the Bears are ruining people's lives. Let's talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can be part of the show by asking us questions about the day's news. You, of course, can get the show ad-free. You can get each and every episode five days a week with the exclusive post-show we do. Uh, however, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash games for all those exclusive benefits, no big deal. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash games, just like Next Level Nick is, Mr. Yasman 300 is, and Joel Ville 
are. Of course, if you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there is a new PS I Love You XOXO up right now. It's talking all about Ratchet and Clank. It's me, it's Joey, it's Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Uh, reviewing Ratchet and Clank 2016, talking about our hopes for Rift Apart, and then getting into, of course, the crazy news that the X-Cast had the exclusive on uh, MLB The Show 20, uh, two, 21 uh, coming to Xbox Game Pass and how crazy that is. Of course, PS I Love You XOXO is available on YouTube.com slash Games podcast services around the globe. No matter where you choose to get it, please like, subscribe, share, click the bell, and leave a review. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick a.k.a. at Dananobiologist, Tom Bach, Trent Berry, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Honey and Fixture Gaming, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Four items on the Roper Report. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, E3 is back. We turn to the uh, press release from the ESA. It reads like this. It's game on for E3. As the, Electron- as the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA officially unveils plans for a reimagined all-virtual E3 2021 that will engage video game fans everywhere. With early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, and Coke Media, uh, and more to come, E3 2021 will take place June 12th through the 15th. Developers will be showcasing their latest news and games directly to fans around the world. The ESA will be working with media partners globally to help amplify and make this content available to everyone for free. Quote, for more than two decades, E3 has been the premier venue to showcase the best that the video game industry has to offer while uniting the world through games, said Stanley Pierre Lewis, uh, president and CEO of the ESA. We are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event, but we'll still look to excite the fans with major reveals and insider opportunities that make the event indispensable and indis- the indispensable center stage for video games. While maintaining E3's longstanding position as a central destination for industry networking, where new partnerships and connections between video game publishers, developer, and media are made, uh, the digital format for E3 2021 means more people than ever can participate. This was a kicker. The ESA looks forward to you coming back together to celebrate E3 2022 in person. In the meantime, see you online this June. Gary. I have comments from around the industry, mainly Phil Spencer and Jeff Grubb. But for right now, give me your hot take. An all-new, reimagined, all-virtual E3 2021 featuring actual big publishers. How do you feel about it? I guess I'm for it. You know, I think virtual events, you know, in June, I think it's still appropriate. We're obviously not going to be ready to go back, you know, to mass gatherings. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously things are looking way, way better. The COVID situation, we are finally turning the corner. Um, I think, you know, hopefully by like, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we'll be back to something like normal. I still think that Comic-Con at Thanksgiving is really dumb. No um, idea for sure. Uh, I think a virtual event is 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 the way to go. Like, Love it or hate it, E3 has now become like, it's a part of the gaming calendar, right? It's just something we expect to happen every year. I'm old enough to remember the very first E3. Um, I, I went to it. Uh, I've, I've seen the history of, of E3 unfold now over many, many years. And it's been a fascinating you know, thing to look back at the, someone should write a book about it uh, someday, like the history of E3 and all the different kind of permutations and I think they're just waiting for it to end. <laughs> when yeah, right. when, I, when yeah. it's over, and they can any, give you the any, definitive history. Any, yeah, any moment now. Um, E3 RIP, and they can, like, Jason Schreier or someone can write the, or Jeffy Grub Grub, if he's in the chat, can write Don't the Don't be giving the up the book. titles for free, Gary. That's why but you got to be brought on a consultant, remember? I know, that's my problem. I, I give up too much gold for free. That's my problem, Greg. I can't help myself. 
Um, you know, I don't know if you remember the year that was in Atlanta. It was awful. Oh, yeah. That got the Atlanta E3 was a mess. Do you remember when? Do you remember when it was shrunk right down to like a business only event, and it was not open to consumers? They were they they, they just financially financially they couldn't make it viable as a consumer event. They 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 shrunk it right down to like a business and media event only for a couple well, of years. That's how it was designed to be for a long time, right? And are you talking about it, Santa Monica though? When they got they moved away from the LA Convention Center and they just had yeah, all the it was it was like it was like a massively massively shrunken down version of E3, yeah. and then it came back again to the public um and obviously they struggled last year um you know we all remember the conversations this time last year oh is there going to be an e3 well of course there was never going to be an e3 i remember saying this time, there's not it's not going to happen it's not going to happen you were ahead um, of the curve i mean listen i could imagine if i just said a year ago hey greg not only is there going to be an e3 no, no e3 this year this this situation is so fucked with this new coronavirus thing that we're all just now hearing about. There's not even going to be an E3 in person next year. That's how bad this is. Everyone would have gone, oh, oh my God, alarmist. What are you talking about? And yet here we are. That's how bad it really has been. Um, so a virtual event is the way forward. I actually just got invited to uh, participate um uh in a uh in, in in something to do i don't know what it is but like someone from e3 reached out to me and said hey you want to do something see uh, i was gonna virtual, say those are the wheels turning I, I know those wheels well that's when like am i about to say something embargoed <laughs> no 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 I, i'm not you know it's like and you know and i don't think there are i don't have any details yet i just know that you sure. know that i might be doing i might be involved in in something to do at e3 uh in some way i'm not i'm not sure yet um uh, and in terms of details, I don't think even if I knew details, I don't think I'd be allowed to tell you because there are okay. always NDAs about this thing. But I think you know, I, I might, I might be involved in E3. So hey, remember last year, it was like I will be available for socializing. Well, yeah. again, look out, look how that went. Um, so I, I might be available for virtual socializing. I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. Look, it's. It, it, I guess it's a good thing. I you know, if, if people like E3, they enjoy. You know, we all enjoy the convention. Ooh, what's you know, we got Ubisoft coming up. What crazy shit are they gonna do? What you know, Devolver Digital. What are they? You know, what you know, what you know, madness are they up to? Uh, E3 and uh, sorry, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo all going at it. We don't even know like who's gonna be showing up in terms of the the big players yet. But like, it's just Xbox become and Nintendo. Part. There's you a lot know, to dissect like, here. It's you know it's it's like Easter. Nobody really wants to do it, but like oh, it's part you're of the calendar. Crazy people what? love E3 and want to do E3. Oh, I, thought, and I think I especially after last year. I thought you were going to defend Easter. No, no, I don't fuck Easter. Whatever, get out of here. <laughs> Easter, Easter is that holiday. It's like I guess go see your family. Let the kids get eggs. I don't understand what's going on. E3. There I'm excited chocolate. by this. I'm excited about this, and of course, I'm tentatively excited. You don't know, right? ESA's had so much turnover that it's not the same ESA that uh, banned me from coming to E3 and then leaked oh, my yeah, personal information. Oh yeah, remember when you were banned that time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, if this is a hard thing to do, right? And I hope that the new people in there understand how to counteract what was a shit show last year of them not d canceling E3 in person for a long time. Then they did it. Then they were like, uh, but we'll still be doing something digital yeah. if you want to come. Like, remember how bad the messaging was, how late the messaging yeah, was? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, happened. they 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 held out well past the point that it was obvious that it was going to be viable. And so uh, my they, thing here is like, I, this is what we've talked about in the aftermath of the Summer Game Mess 2020. 20. Thank you, Jeff, Jeffy Grub Grub, right? Of just like, it went on too long. There were a gajillion events. Games were being doubled up on. Like, I want it to be a contained thing. So if the ESA is actually committed, and like, you know, with early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, and Coke Media, like, if they actually have everything pulled together in some kind of, like, we have everybody playing, the, you know, it is going to be the Xbox summer event here, like, I like the idea of it being, hey, there's what, 12th through the 15th, there's stuff going on. You know what's happening. This is where we can go. It's a condensed, exciting event. And you assume that EA Play, you know, that we, I was reading the IGN, a whole bunch of hot takes from everybody else in there, right? There's a bunch of call-outs that, you know, well, EA's not on here and PlayStation's not on here and, like, a whole bunch of other people too. But EA and PlayStation haven't been part of re really three in quotes for years now right so i totally expect if if this is happening june 12th then what i haven't looked at the calendar june 11th and june 10th or whatever is going to be ea play and they're doing their thing there uh same for playstation if i think you know we have a question actually coming up about what they're doing but they'll do it when they're ready like i like the idea of number one if ESA saying we're going to grab the wheel because that's what I wanted Keeley to do last year when this all fell apart last year I hope Jeff was going to be like boom hold on a second I will do this I'm going to make sure everybody goes when they should go there's a, a, a semblance of order to it when there really wasn't I felt last year 
So if ESA is going to do that and grab the wheel and say, hey, this is what E3 is going to be this year. This is These are the people we have on board. That's the bigger thing. The fact that they say they have commitments from Nintendo and Xbox pique my interest for sure of, okay, what does this really look like? Is this going to be the Nintendo Direct? Is this going to be the Xbox press conference that will be the straight up, here's what you're getting from us in the normal E3 time period. This is what's going on. Obviously, this year, 2021, we're not building the console launches. So I doubt Xbox and PlayStation have as much to say, as many PR bits they beats they want to hit in terms of state of plays or Xbox doing the multiple summer events last year. I'm interested to see if they go out and they go big for it. And so I will, right here, let's bring in uh, Phil Spencer, of course, uh, lead of Xbox, who tweeted this. Glad to see the game industry coming together in June for a digital E3. This and other summer events are proof that our industry is strongest when we work together. Looking forward to sharing what we have in store this summer. Uh, over at, from IGN, Mark Medina tweeted this. It seems like Bethesda is getting lumped into the Xbox show, which is kind of is kind of too bad. I liked Bethesda having its own thing, its own, and he means conference thing. To which uh, Jeffy Grub Grub, of course, from GamesBeat responded, "It'll be the same stream, and Xbox will lead directly into Bethesda, but there will be delineation." Somebody asked Jeff, like, if he was confirmed on that or not. I'm not. I looked over to the chat to see if Jeff's in our chat today, but he was able to pop in there, sounding like he has inside information on what the Xbox look of it would be. And again, that gets me fucking super excited that it is going to be a traditional, in quotes, Xbox E3 presentation that they then do the baton pass of like, now let's hear from our, not friends anymore, right? Our collaborators, our partners at Bethesda on what they have coming. And then you have, you know, Todd Howard and Pete Hines come out and fucking blow your doors off there. Like, I like that. I want all these get hype moments again. I want it. And I want it to be contained because I felt so bad. You know, Gary, when we started doing, the kind of funny game showcase, uh, you know, we were doing that to give people a smaller games an avenue to get eyes on them. When we did the first one, when, you know, PSX uh, didn't happen and there, there was no more uh, avenue there for games to be shown. We did it there because we wanted those games to have an avenue. And we did one for E3, right, for independent games in 2019. And then for 2020, it was, I think, we didn't do one because we knew so many people wanted to do their own. And then it became what I was always so terrified of, that by the time you got to mid-July, even August, people were burnt out. They weren't paying attention. And not to mention nobody, when there's nobody who is sitting there being like, hey, we're in charge of programming for this, you're getting conferences that go on far too long. I love Xbox. I love what they're doing. I love how they're spotlighting games. They did that four-hour ID at Xbox uh, a couple Fridays ago. Like, who? Like, if you're if you're an independent game at the three-hour or fifteen-minute mark, are you? Are people still going to be like, oh yeah, that game? That's what I need. To, like, it's so hard to do this and keep the excitement up. I'd rather have it all be boiled down. We get a whole bunch of stuff, and then the tail after that is the hey, let's get a deep dive. Hey, let's go have an exclusive. Hey, we're going to kind of funny to show a game on a stream or something like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of approach they take. It's a very very different um skill set both technically and in terms of the creative approach mounting an in-person show and a fully virtual event sure. right it's that you, you have to come at it from completely <clears throat> excuse me different angle you know, some some of some of the energy is inevitably going to be be lost you cannot even when you're watching at home when you're watching that live event you know we all remember when you know, Keanu came out on the stage and everyone you're lost right. their shit. And the, and the audience was like, like, even when you're watching at home, like you feel like you're part of that energy, right? You're not going to have that. There's no live crowd for Phil Spencer or, you know, whoever to, you know, to, to, to work off of. That's why, you know, we've had these, you know, very, you know, like the Mark Cerny thing and even some of the more yeah. upbeat events that we've seen, you know, where you're playing to like basically, you know, a, an empty room, a virtual room. It's it like, how, how do you like get, how do you, how do you, you know, replicate that in person, energy so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting challenge for for the esa to see um you know how they pull this off how how they try to capture as much of the in-person excitement as you know they usually get with these live events in a virtual um setting uh we've seen some examples of it you know again with with jeff Keeley's summer event ign had its own summer event uh last year where they you know the, the, they obviously learned a lot about like how to stage this kind of stuff jumping from one showcase to another and coming totally. up with a whole slate of programming that feels like one contiguous thing. It's a, you know, this is a big change. ESA has had, I mean, they've had the better part of a year to plan for this, right? They probably mm -hmm. knew they were going to have to do a, if they were going to do, you know, COVID would not probably be completely clear by now. We, we've known that for months. If, if E3 was going to go ahead, they would better start planning for a virtual event months ago. So hopefully they're already like pretty deep into figuring out what this needs to look like. You know, it's obviously very, very close now. It's going to be interesting to see what it 
looks like. You know, lazy. It'll be very, very different in many ways from uh, the live events we're, we're used to. The question is, how how close can they come to capturing that kind of live energy when there isn't a live audience? Totally. Yeah. And then keeping the hype train moving right and keeping everybody in in line keeping all your ducks in a row i want to bring in boars and double zero who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says good morning greg and gary the virtual e3 plans were shown this morning and all the usual suspects seem to be showing up however one name showing up that strikes me as odd is microsoft you see, ever since E3 2018, Microsoft has had a booth at E3, but rather, thank you, or it has had a booth at E3, but rather at the Microsoft Theater, you know what he's trying to say there, and the booth that was at E3 was, if I remember correctly, dedicated for Mixer. Well, Mixer is no longer a thing, and Microsoft has been doing their own thing, just like Sony and Nintendo for a few years now, which makes me ask, what is Microsoft doing at E3? Are they trying to show unity in a time of uncertainty, or are they listing them because they are still part of the ESA? Do you guys think Microsoft will have a booth at E3 2020? I'm sorry, 2022, or will they just be at the Microsoft Theater five minutes away? So, Borzan asked a couple of different questions, and I think the most important one for where we are right now with the conversation is what is Microsoft doing at E3, and why are they doing this at E3? Are this just because ESA is it platitudes? I don't think it is. I think this is Microsoft committing to doing their big E3 summer event as part of E3 rather than doing it around it rather than doing it later. I think it is them supporting it. And like you ask, why are they doing this boards in, you know, is it time to show unity? It's, Sure, trying to show unity, of course. I mean, Phil's quote is literally, you know, proof that our industry is strongest when we work together. But I think what it honestly is, is Microsoft and Phil Spencer in particular committing and, as I've always talked about with them, right, talking the talk and walking the walk. It is them coming out and being like, no, we're personable and we are this industry and xbox game pass has all of our partners on it like we want to be a part of where everyone is if there's going to be a giant avengers kind of moment for video games we want to be a part of that it is about strongest when we work together it is strongest when we are together and it sounds goofy and weird but i think it speaks volumes i think it's crazy that this news dropped and phil had a tweet ready to go and what do you have from playstation nothing silence because again who would you look to on the playstation side to give you that kind of clarity and that kind of personality nobody i love shoe but that's that hasn't been shoes role for years right herman talks about worldwide studios and jim ryan doesn't have a presence outside of a wired interview here and there this is yet again microsoft being the microsoft they have been trying to be this entire generation i say that since phil took over we just celebrated seven years right it is them trying to be the thought leaders and the personalities of the video game industry. And so, yeah, what is Microsoft doing at E3? They are being Xbox. They are being what Xbox is in 2021. They are being Xbox Game Pass, and they will be out there in front being personable and showing you the people that are Xbox. It will be Phil. It will be Aaron Greenberg. It will be Major Nelson. It will be uh, Bonnie. Uh, no, uh, uh, who was just on the X-Cast? Gary? Why am I blanking on her name? Um, Sarah Bond? Yes, Sarah Bond, right? It will be all these people that you get to know because they are the Xbox brand, and guess what? They, they want it to be that. All these games you're seeing at E3 are available on Xbox, and with PlayStation not being there, and Nintendo being there, but you know, being differently. like That's what they want it to be. That's where they want to be. I think that's what Xbox's strength is, Gary. It is not being afraid to collaborate. I think you see more and more with Xbox in particular in the video game industry, but in terms of the big three publishers and uh, people, uh, Xbox being the one that is taking to heart the lessons we all learned when we started doing YouTube, which is there is no competition. There's only collaboration. And so, yeah, we should be guesting on more people's content. We should be doing all this different stuff. And I know I'm using a bunch of loose terms here to talk about it, but it is the fact that there are no walls. It was so weird to see at the Game Awards, right? Uh, Reggie, uh, Phil, and Sean come out that one time, and you're like, oh my God, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo are all on one stage, right? Like, that was weird, not because Phil was there. That was weird because the other two buttoned-up companies were there. <laughs> Phil Spencer, I could, I think we could invite on uh, PS I Love You XOXO, and he'd show up and talk about his favorite PlayStation games. I mean, he showed up on my talk show, which was in Inside Animal Crossing. That was right. a Nintendo thing, and everyone's like, not even oh, hypothetical. Phil Spencer in a Nintendo game, cats and dogs living together. Uh, but I mean, th- th- yeah, I think there's a there's a there's a whole separate conversation to be had about how the different companies are projecting themselves right now. And, you know, Xbox, I think, is coming across as very friendly and accessible. And PlayStation is just seem like like a bit of a stuffed shirt, like a bit stiff. They're just not as good at communication. 
um as xbox uh i don't think i made i made this point on the xcast the other day and in, in the chat i was like oh Make fucking sure. you're such a bunch of fucking xbox fanboys yeah fucking guess what it's an xbox podcast you know where yes we are xbox fans if you have a problem i don't know fuck off i guess um Look, I, I, so far as E3 goes, I still don't quite understand the overall point of it. Like for, for indies and for smaller companies that for, for whom it's an opportunity to get into a, be, you know, be in a bigger spotlight. It's like the spotlights on the big companies and the, yeah. the indies can kind of be there as well. And like maybe get some, some, some uh, exposure they wouldn't otherwise get. But I, I never quite understood it from the point of view of um, uh, Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo they're big enough that if they can do their own event whenever they want and people are going to watch right sure. anytime and microsoft does an event or anytime does say uh, uh sony does stay to play or nintendo does a direct people watch they don't they don't need they don't need a, an, an additional reason like e3 for people to pay attention to their next big announcement but when they do it at e3 you're ba- yes you're getting that additional spotlight again not that they need it but it's also like okay microsoft does a big thing in the afternoon and they get basically a few hours of being at the top of the you know kotaku or polygon and ign and whatever but then sony does its event in the afternoon and they're bumped because now yeah. it's like the, you know that news is a few hours newer so i'm really not quite sure why it is that these these companies are willing to kind of cannibalize each other like we've got they've got these big big announcers that they can only make once a year and they make them at e3 and they all cannibalize each other because our attention is being pulled from microsoft to sony to bethesda to ubisoft to ea over the course of a few days i honestly i guess generally i just don't see the point of e3 for these big companies for smaller indies yes for the big companies i don't know why they bother it's like it's like apple doesn't go to ces they don't fucking need to. They just do their own events because they know people are going to watch every Apple event just for its, you know, in, in its own right. Sure, but again, I think what I would dial it back to here, right, is yes, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo can all go do their own thing, and people will come for sure. So let's right now, though, to Borzin's question, talk about Microsoft and why they would come and do their thing at uh, E3 in a more group setting, right? I think it's coming in and it's back to how wrestling works and having a main event and having the people are going to tune in to see Microsoft, but hopefully they come and they see the stuff before it. They see these other things. And again, Microsoft and Xbox and Phil are working in a way that is far different than PlayStation where PlayStation is saying we are siloed. We are PlayStation. We are over here. Come watch our shit when we do our shit. Whereas I think Xbox is trying to do and talk the talk, walk the walk of being good for the industry and trying to get like share their spotlight and have it bring up other people, right? They're trying to kick the ladder back down for the smaller games that will be coming to Xbox Game Pass that will be on the platform. And again, if you're t- especially if you're Microsoft and you're trying to get people to convert to picking up an Xbox, convert to being an Xbox audience, I think it's so much easier to be like, hey, there's three days or whatever, five days, whatever, 12 to the 15th. Well, that'd be actually technically days-wise. Uh, there's all these days of content and I can play it all on my Xbox. It's all right there for me. Uh, I, you know, I don't do it often, Gary Witta. But there was one of these people flapping their gums in the Twitch chat, so I invited them to come on in here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from the Kind of Funny X-Cast, Paris Lilly. Oh, what is going on, Greg and Gary? I heard what you said, Greg. Yeah. And, and I totally get it. I, you know, I've been going to E3 for 20 years. I get that week of everyone being together and all that. But to me... It's it's been it's been different since about 2017. I would want to say where you were slowly starting to see everyone leave, anyways. Like sure. EA is gone, PlayStation is gone, Xbox was basically gone. They were across the street, but they weren't doing anything on the convention floor, right? I mean, the, most of the stuff as a media we were doing offsite, anyways. So when last summer happened, and I completely agree with you, last summer was chaos. I, I yeah. don't want to see a repeat of that but i also don't want to see all of the summer gaming announcements condensed into like a this three-day period right like you had mentioned okay ea play would probably happen on like the 10th or the 11th and maybe playstation does something before i don't need all that gaming news condensed into that week especially in a digital format i would rather see it be a little more organized and slightly spaced out more so like let's just take xbox as an example right because sure. you know i guess i'm an xbox fanboy whatever the hell you want to call it right but gary it said it best yeah <laughs> xbox is now going to do you know grubby grub is saying they're going to potentially have their normal event follow right behind bethesda do i literally need that on the same day 
that potentially, I don't know, Ubisoft and Activision were to do their events, just, you know, saying randomly, no, I would rather them have this big event and then we have a couple of days to digest it and to we're, we're, we're getting additional information from other personalities with Xbox and we can kind of fully flesh out all the other games that are coming from Xbox versus, all right, let's move on to the next thing, you know, and then things get lost in the, in the shuffle. That's why I think these digital events where, like Gary said, PlayStation doesn't need E3, clearly, because they're gone. E- EA doesn't need E3, clearly, because they're gone. They can have an event on their terms over a few day period and they can own that news cycle and as gamers we can consume all the content that they're trying to present to us versus the old way that we were doing it which was you know the the in-person e3 i don't think it translates to a digital format um but i do agree with you i think jeff Keeley had a great opportunity last summer to kind of wrangle all this together and get get it organized, so to speak. I know IGN was doing their summer things and all that. So I don't want to see just a repeat of that and it's stressed out over the entire summer. Yeah. But I do think it could happen over a couple week period and it allows everyone to get their moment in the sun so we get to see their games in the spotlight. And again, this is nothing against the, e- the ESA or mm-hmm. I hate E3. Obviously, I would love to go back to the JW again and do all that stuff, but... Sure. I don't think it works in a digital format, not, See, not th- the way that they're they're promoting it. I'll be fascinated because I think we're in this weird chasm period, right? Where I understand your argument as well. And I think we'll, especially when we go back and dial it to like thinking of E3 2019, where it is that thing of like, well, why is everybody doing this? Like why, you know, yeah. Yeah, like, E3 is great. And it's cool to go and yada, yada, yada. But it's like with the ability to have your own direct, with your ability to make your own videos, why would you do this? And then last year we saw, I think the wrong way of it just too extended. What I think will be interesting is if, E, you know, they're talking about a reimagined all virtual E3 2021. If this is cool, it's early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, <laughs> Konami, Ubisoft, Take Two, Wonder Brothers, and and Coke. Right? What if it's just them and maybe a couple more? Then you, I would think you start thinking about, well, what does that actually look like? Nintendo has a direct share. Xbox has its thing with Bethesda share. But then when you get to your Capcoms, your Konamis, your Warner Brothers games, right? Are, would they have done their own conference or is their stuff being included in a more of a third party? Here's a hodge, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Some kind of showcase they're doing for E3. You know what I mean? Where they're doing something that way where it isn't that cool. You're being overloaded. Like it's like, cool. We got the three hour long Xbox Bethesda conference. Then after that, you get an hour of Capcom. Konami's doing an hour and a half. What the hell? What if it is these commitments are all put into a more, bite-sized programming thing where they are spread out that way and you are instead focusing on cool here's what capcom's bringing to monster hunter rise and what's next for resident evil uh warner brothers games is here's the harry potter game here's the batman game maybe here's another you know cinematic for suicide squad like it it, it's commitments but not full-blown press conferences maybe that's what they mean by reimagined and when you have it that way i think it gets really interesting of cool let's bring together the smaller announcements and put them here and then yes playstation you can do a big thing later on xbox you're not you're beholden to no one right you're doing something at es at e3 but you know guess what two of the games that you were working on they're not going to be ready in time so you're doing something also in august where you i think i think as long just a more compacted here the smaller announcements here the double a announcements here aren't the huge things could be beneficial i agree with you and i actually think it's probably going to be something closer to that because again let's let's just take playstation as an example i don't see playstation doing something at e3 where they show off the next god of war and horizon forbidden west they're probably going to want to do that at their own self-contained event where the new cycle is all about them it's not about anyone else. Same with Xbox. I don't see them showing Starfield during this, right? They're going to probably do it at a later date. I think what Phil Spencer says is is correct. It is better when we all do it together. But at the same time, because again, you know, Phil, you, you always got to read into what he says. He goes in other gaming events. I yep. think because they're still going to do their own thing outside of the ESA. They're probably going to show some of their lesser titles at this ESA event, the E3 event, but then they're still gonna have the big show where we see Halo Infinite, we see Starfield, we see Perfect Dark and all this other stuff. So in that sense, okay, fine, let, let's do it. But as long as we're not trying to cram every gaming announcement into a three-day period, I, I'm fine with it. I don't mind E3 kicking off the conversation, but I still think we're gonna have more you know, throughout the summer. 
Greg Miller's prediction is that yes, at the Xbox E3, they're, whatever they're doing with the ESA E3 thing and the Bethesda thing, you see Starfield there. I do think they do it there. I'll actually, I do um, think- Paris, if you want to make it interesting, I'll have a side bet with you because I think they will show more of Starfield at E3. Yeah, at E3. Yeah, see, I disagree. We can bet whatever you want because I, I All right, definitely well, let's, disagree. Let's, let's okay. Well, we'll talk about stakes <laughs> later, but we'll we'll set up a little side action. And, yes, and my, my, reading into the Phil thing, this and other summer game events are proof our industry is strong as we work together. I think that's Phil trying to make sure that he's leaving the doors open. Yes, that he's not trying to piss off Keeley with the summer game fest, and he's not also if IGN's do has IGN announced if they're doing their thing again, you know, anything like that, or that they're going to show up at another Gorilla Collective if they're doing a Gorilla Collective. I think I saw them put out submissions for it. Like I think that's what he's doing there, and yeah, it does obviously leave the door open for Xbox stuff to be there as well. A lot of people in the chat are saying stakes. I'll do this with you, Paris. Whoever wins a hundred dollars. Listen, what? This is I, me. Stay out of this, yeah, Greg. But I started. Just, you, you, literally, literally, I was like, I'm making the bet with Paris. You're like, I'll do a side bet. That's the exact same bet. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's just like a sports. There's, there's no. You got. You got to. You got to put something on the table, Greg. What are you no, willing to put in the middle? Li- no, Gary, you're not listening. I was in the middle of it. Uh, Greg was making the bet with, with, and you just decided to ignore that. No, no, no. But you, but you, but you got. But you got to put something up. You got to put up some he, stakes. Yes, he was making the bet. You interrupted right, me. Okay, fine, fine. Oh, no, fine. it's you, fine. You, you, Gary, have it your way. Lakers head, Listen, Lakers head two, four, three, two in the chat says, stay out of this, Greg. I'm staying out of it. Paris, turn on your camera. I'll turn off my camera. It's an X-Cast now. All right, goodbye. See you later. I'm done. I'm no, out. I said for Paris. You son of a bitch, Gary. Here, you know what here, I mean? Here's here's the bet. Here's the bet. Gary doesn't listen. I'm dying. Here's the bet. The loser has to eat Khalif Adams cooking. There you go. Oh, God, a fate worse than death. Is Gary is. really gone? No, he's there. He's just oh, pouting. Now we're that's hilarious. A big deal. All right, I, will, I will let you get back to your show. I just wanted to chime in on all that. Right, if Gary but, doesn't uh, come back in three me. minutes, you got to come in and finish the show with me. All right, all right I all will. Right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, the rogue one at Gary Witta. <laughs> I love you, Greg. I love you too, buddy. This is fun. I knew it would be a fun show, and here we are doing a fun show. Um, yeah, E3 is awesome. We've ha- hammered about it. Uh, Adam F. wrote in, I don't want to do much. PlayStation's not participating. What do you think Sony's plans are for this year? I think Sony's plans for this year for uh, them putting out their games is whatever serves their games best. I think you'll continue to see state of plays, and I think you'll continue to see dialed-in state of plays about, like, cool, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff, and then at the end, we're going to talk about Ratchet and Clank. Like, right, uh, okay, cool, we're doing a dialed-in one, and at the end, we'll talk about what's going on with horizon forbidden west like i think you'll continue to see them do more smaller ones that are very specific about what's happening and then obviously announcements surrounding those things but you're i don't think you're going to see from playstation a big boom let's go here's ratchet here's horizon here's uh god of war like i don't think it'll be that kind of way with it and then one final thing before we get out of here or for this one, number one of four stories, sapphire diamond ruby uh wrote in it's at patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says Hey, Greg and Gary. With the announcement of E3 coming back with several large publishers joining in, would love to hear one Tim get hype moment from both of you that you'd love to see. Doesn't need to be realistic. Can be a dream announcement. Shoot for the stars. Gary, from what you know about E3 2021, all new, all virtual, what would you like to see? I don't know. Um, I would like to see... Do you think do you think Nintendo would do any of the 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 next gen Switch stuff there, or do you think that would that would be their own event, wouldn't it? Dude, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. That's not unheard of. And again, like again, we're kind of in this weird thing of like how much you know they have commitments from these people. What do the commitments look like? But yeah, you'd expect you'd expect that that Switch Pro would be there. Yeah, I think from the Microsoft side, you'll probably get a big a big chunk of Halo Infinite. Um, I think you'll hopefully Fable would be the thing I would probably most that's that's the thing that Microsoft has in development right now that I'm most excited about is the next Fable game. So sure. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. They showed, you know, virtually nothing um, of it uh, when they first did that reveal, just like a brief cinematic. Um, geez, I don't know. You know, I'm, I've got I've got, a wish, I've, I've got a, I've got a wish list of things that I wanted. You know, we've said before on the exercise about how we would love someone whoever microsoft sony whoever to come in and swoop in and just buy all the konami video game ip so that you know silent hill and don't steal my shit yeah konami's listed on here konami's got they've got a commitment from konami whether or not that would i mean that's not something that would happen either that's just something i want to see happen generally but yeah i've got you know and if i've got a wish list of things i would love to see happen in games a mile long whether or not they'll happen at e3 
who the fuck knows konami announces kojima production silent hill you know what i mean come on let's go they've right. made up in there they're going that's what the thing we talked about forever as a rumor with playstation i don't think they'll ever make i mean it's, there's too much bad blood you know, oh, the know. point that we it, he said it get hype moment. This is the point we made on the X-Cast a couple of weeks ago. Look at all the moves that Microsoft is making right now. Bethesda, Discord, uh -huh. MLB, Outriders on Game Pass, all yeah. of this stuff. We said, why doesn't Phil, because we know he listens to the show, uh, we're saying, Phil, get on a plane, get out to Konami, say, hey, look, you've got all these all these great IP you know, sitting on a shelf. Yeah, yeah, keep making your pachinko machines and your slot machines. Uh, but, you know, these these you know, why, don't, why don't you let us take care of all of the video game franchises and we'll you know, breathe life into them get it away from konami lure kojima back to make a new metal gear solid game he gets to write his own ticket creatively mm -hmm. no you know no konami in the mix anymore and you're off to the races why not do it i mean and i wish i could say this was exciting but this is what i've said playstation should do for years so it's like kind of like you're stealing my idea and trying to pass it off as an xbox idea which is weird because it was my idea but no big deal the same way that the MLB on Game Pass thing was it was kind of viewed as a big slap in the face to Sony. This would be yeah. an even bigger slap in the face. 100%. You're I'm for these companies slapping each other in the face, Greg. That's what I want to see. I love some good slaps. Yeah, uh, and that's one slap. of the reasons, too. My other get hype moment would be that, yeah, for uh, the Bethesda conference, they come out and announce Starfield's coming in 2022 so I can dance on John BX32's grave. <laughs> trying to tell me that's coming this year get the fuck out of here Excuse even me. though it might number two on the Roper report let's talk about how playstation now's new games aren't the playstation 5 versions and have no way to become the playstation 5 versions this is sammy barker at push square sony's big playstation now update this week is one of the best in a long time with marvel's avengers and borderlands 3 both part of the lineup showcasing the company's commitment to the subscription service however it's also a demonstration of how messy the manufacturer's membership model is as despite both these titles featuring free PlayStation PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 upgrades, you'll only be able to play the last-gen version. There was some confusion regarding this earlier in the week, so we decided to test it out. Using our PlayStation Now subscription on PlayStation 5, we were able to stream the PS4 versions of each of the aforementioned titles. You can also download the games to your hard drive, but you can only download the last-gen versions. If you want to upgrade to the PS5 edition, then you'll need to effectively play, pay for the game. PlayStation Now, as it is right now, is a PlayStation 4 service. There are no PlayStation 5 games included on it. However, we do feel this once again underlines the messy transition that Sony's console is going through, with both Marvel's Avengers and Borderlands 3 offering native PS5 versions with free upgrades. Many PlayStation Now subscribers had rightfully assumed they'd get access to the next-gen ports as well. That was not the case. It is still a good update for the subscription service, but it's perhaps a reminder that the platform holder needs to go back to the drawing board a bit here. Uh, despite efforts to improve the quality of PlayStation Now, which, to be fair, has been somewhat successful, it still doesn't feel like the firm is taking, these, taking the service seriously. Hopefully by the end of the year, the organization will have revamped everything so misunderstandings like this cease to exist. Gary, again, as they call out in this article, again, this is Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Yes, PlayStation Now is, in fact, of course, a PlayStation 4 service that you can use on your PlayStation 5. But as always, we're back to how, smart delivery. Is it a buzzword? Is it something else? Yada, yada, yada for Xbox. And you get here and you have these incredibly annoying, goofy, weird scenarios that just suck. I think, you know, remember at the start of the Xbox One generation when Microsoft really made a mess of game sharing in their initial rollout, that even for, like, even for physical games, you would be limited in how you could share them because of, you know, kind of the backend stuff that they would do with your internet connection. It's like, yeah. oh, even if you buy a physical copy of the game, you can only share it after 30 days or to this many people. And people were like, fuck off. And, and Sony, they fucking love that, right? They jump, you know, the famous, the legendary, now legendary Adam Boys video. Here's how you share a game on PlayStation. Here you go. And it was like five seconds and everyone so laughed funny. and Microsoft so looked funny. like they punked Microsoft big time. Well, the shoe's on the other foot now because Sony has made a terrible, terrible hash of this cross-generational stuff where, you know, the Avengers, getting your save across from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 is a mess. MLB, the show, and a bunch of other games, if you want to get both versions, you're paying, you're paying double or you're paying extra for the super-duper, you know, rip-off edition. Meanwhile, over on the Microsoft side, smart delivery, it all just works. Backwards it's as frictionless and backwards compatibility. It is as frictionless and as seamless as you could possibly hope for it to be. Over on Sony, it's a fucking mess. I'm sure they will fix it but they they got this wrong and in the same way that microsoft got game sharing wrong at the start of the of the um of the uh xbox one generation they obviously very quickly backtracked and fixed it how quickly sony will figure out a way through this mess 
remains to be seen because they do need to fix it because if you're looking at like point scoring right now between xbox and sony which which console should i get uh, you know if someone asked me that question i would i would lay out the pros and cons and one of the things you would have to say is the you know the, the cross-generational stuff right now on sony is a mess but on xbox it actually works really well 100%. Yeah, you know, we, P.S. I love you. Uh, you know, the topic of the show is Ratchet and Clank, but we have a long conversation about the show Game Pass, and more importantly, a question that was written into this uh, uh, thing that is, when is PlayStation getting a huge win? Because it feels like it's just Xbox putting up big points lately on the board with Bethesda, uh, with this show thing, with little things like this. And again, that's what matters right now. But, you know, Bless and I have a long conversation about exactly what you're talking about, is that if somebody came up to you and was like, I'm thinking about getting a console, which one should I get? Like you lay out all these services for Xbox and all the things they're doing that are pro gamer and how easy all that is. In PlayStation, obviously, you'd counter with, oh, well, it's got this exclusive library and all this different stuff. The PlayStation Plus collection is really great. There's all these things going on. But it would be this, okay, like I don't care about those things. I want to play the baseball game. I want to play the sports game. I want all of the Madden games off of EA Play or whatever that are part of Game Pass. And there's this really interesting thing. So like I don't think there's much to go on i just thought this was fascinating of like oh even this playstation now thing that seemed like a win yesterday and not a huge win but a win you're like oh borderlands 3 a fantastic game still the playstation 4 version even if you have playstation 5 which again makes sense but if you were like me yesterday you saw you don't i don't subscribe to playstation now i paid i saw that and that's like oh that's cool it never even dawned on me that oh you're still getting the playstation 4 version rather than the free upgrade that would be there for you but who knows Speaking of Borderlands, though, number three, Greg Way, uh, border, we have some Borderlands movie details from you. This is from Matt T.M. Kim over at IGN.com. The Borderlands movie has added Edgar Ramirez to its growing cast, who will play a character named Atlas. In the video game series, Atlas is the name of one of the major corporations and gun manufacturers. Furthermore, Lionsgate revealed the official plot for the upcoming movie. According to the official press release, Ramirez will play, quote, business titan and arms manufacturer Atlas, so presumably the company's founder. The release says at the time of the movie, Atlas is, quote, the most powerful person in the universe. Uh, according to Lionsgate, here's the official synopsis for the movie. So if you don't want spoilers for the Borderlands movie, tune out for two paragraphs. Two-time Academy Award winner Kate Blanchett teams up with Kevin Hart and director Eli Roth's Borderlands. Lilith, parentheses, Blanchett, an infamous outlaw with a mysterious past, reluctantly returns to her home planet of Pandora to find the missing daughter of the universe's most powerful son of a bitch, Atlas, parentheses, Ramirez. Lilith forms an alliance with an unexpected team. Roland, Hart, a former elite mercenary, now desperate for redemption. Tiny Tina, Greenblatt, a feral preteen demolitionist. Krieg, uh, Manitou, uh, T Tina's uh, muscle-bound red rhetorically challenged protector tannis jamie lee curtis the scientist who with a tenuous grip on sanity and claptrap jack black a persistently wise-ass robot these unlikely heroes must battle alien monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to unimaginable power the fate of the universe could be in their hands but they'll be fighting for something more each other based on the game from gearbox and 2k one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time welcome to borderlands Gary, am I allowed to get my hopes up? I like this cast a lot. I like Borderlands a lot. I want to believe this movie could be really... Yeah, awful. why not? Look, really, really impressive cast. You know, they're working closely with Gearbox. They're obviously taking it seriously. Sonic the Hedgehog proved that you can make true, a really true. good video game movie. It's not an unbreakable curse. The new... I mean, we'll know in a couple of weeks, but the new Mortal Kombat movie, you know, there's very encouraging signs around They that. make a knife out of blood. That's it's, awesome. It's... It's cool. doable. It's doable. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, it, it, Borderlands is a fun world with uh, lots of fun characters. I think they have a decent shot. Well, you know, why, yeah, why not get, you know, you're okay. about to be excited. Of course you are. I like, I, it's one of those things I like what they're putting on paper. You never know how a video game movie is going to turn out. So I'm not like, you know, you know, getting crazy about it, but it's interesting enough that I'm interested and I want to see what happens. Uh, Randy Pitchford on Twitter, of course, from Gearbox, had a Gearbox put this out. Uh, to, to, to the interested, the Borderlands cinematic universe is not identical to the Borderlands video game universe. We are authentic to the characters, tone, and style, but allow for independent storylines. The mediums are not the same, so the content should not be bound uh, to the same rules. Also, Randy Pitchford did not burp in the middle of his tweet. That was me. I added that. I apologize. So there you go, if anybody was worried about that, which I guess people were. But as a Borderlands fan, reading the synopsis, I was like, well, this isn't the universe of the movie, but I digress. Gary, I'm excited to get to the fourth story on the Roper Report, 
but that's still so far away. Instead, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can go to get the show ad-free along with the exclusive post show. But right now, we just care about the ads because you're not watching on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Honey. We all shop online, and we've all seen the promo code fields haunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands, even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. Uh, when you go to check out, the Honey uh, button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as the Honey as Honey searches uh, the coupons uh, on that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch as the prices drop. Kind of Funny loves Honey, and then they put a Tim Gettys in here. How many times have I done an ad read for Honey, and I tell you all the time, I'm Greg Miller, and I believe in Honey. It's right there. I'm tapping my screen right there. The little H is on my browser bar. It's right there. I can click on it when I'm logged in because I'm logged in. It'll track the amount of coupons I use, which earn me honey coins, which I can then redeem for gift cards on Amazon like I do. It's amazing. It's free. You all should be using it. Is, it works on any browser and installs in like two clicks, three clicks. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something I don't use. Greg Miller, right there. Honey, it's up there. Uh, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. Get it. Uh, our next sponsor is Fixture Gaming. We wanted to talk about a special kind of funny best friend today. Have you ever used your Nintendo Switch for a long, long time and afterwards your wrists and shoulders were sore? I have. Turns out the Nintendo Switch isn't the most ergonomic device. Ergonomic device. Sometimes you just want to use a pro controller and still play on the go. Our friend Austin Stark had an idea to fix that. The fix Fixture S1. We met Austin a while back at the San Francisco meet and greet, and he showed us the Fixture S1 when it was known as the Switch Fix at the time, and we were blown away by the comfortable, how comfortable and sturdy it was. Again, this is a written ad, but if you remember, you can go to the Gamescast where he gave me mine, and I use it all the time when I, well, I use it all the time when I traveled all the time. Now when I sit on the couch, I'll use it as well. I digress. Since then, we use the Fixture S1 pretty regularly. You just slide on the Nintendo Switch, attach the Pro Controller, and you can take your Switch and Pro Controller with you anywhere. You can also use it as a stand for the Switch. The Fixture S1 comes in two colors, gray and red slash blue. It has completely changed the way we play our Nintendo Switches, and we're thrilled to announce that the Fixture S1 is on sale this week for 20% off on the Fixture Gaming website. If you want to check it out, please go to FixtureGaming.com. Thanks again to Austin and the Fixture Gaming team for sponsoring this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Again, that's the stuff they all wrote in, but I've talked about it many times. I've shown you many a photo. Whenever you see me taking a photo of my Switch on a plane, it's usually in the cradle of my, of my Fixture S1. I can't recommend it enough. FixtureGaming.com. Gary. The final news story I have for you, number four on the Roper Report for this Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday is, Gary, are you buying these Build-A-Bear Animal Crossing things? Kevin, I gave you an image to throw up there. I don't know if you've seen these yet, Gary. Look at them, and I'm going to read a little bit from IGN.com's Rebecca Valentine. This morning, Build-A-Bear and Animal Crossing officially revealed stuffed toys. They announced a partnership last month. It's Isabel and Tom Nook, but you might not be able to get one today. When 8 a.m. hit, the, I was told my estimated wait time, this is Rebecca, was more than an hour, and I'm still in that as the time of this being written. There's a tiny progress bar on my screen that inches forward every so often, but after 40 minutes in the queue, it's not really gone anywhere, and my wait is still over an hour. I can sign up to be notified by email when it's my turn, but I'm worried that closing this window will cause me to lose my place. Isabel and Tom Nook were only available for pre-order online today and come with their own summer outfit and either music or spoken phrases included when you give them a squeeze. They're limited to one per person, too. Uh, the Build-A-Bear's website, FAQ, says the toys will reappear online in the future once they sell out, but does not specify when, though it does indicate that they will also come to physical stores sometime this summer. Gary, we're looking at them right now here. You got Tom Nook, you yeah, got Isabel. You, on, you, buy, you buying this? Is this something your daughter wants? I mean, I have no doubt that it is something my that my daughter will very much want because she loves Builder Bear. We've done several Builder Bears, um, and uh, she, of course, loves loves Animal Crossing. I I think I'm right in saying that my wife has not even told her about this because she's going to want one. We know she's not going to be able to get one anytime soon because, again, you you're seeing this this story here. Um, we weren't able to get the Pokemon uh, uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, sorry, cards. the Pokemon uh, Happy Meal cards. Ah, yeah. uh, we, weren't, we weren't able to get the Sanrio Animal Crossing cards from Target, and I very much doubt we'll be able to get these Build-A-Bear 
uh, Animal Crossing characters anytime soon. You know why, Greg? Because it's these fucking 40-year-old neckbeards that go out everywhere. Wow. They fucking get there at 2 o'clock in the morning. They camp out. They buy everyone in the store so they can go home and put them in a fucking glass case, a you know, mint condition in box, and then go about, and then go on the fucking internet and complain about the worst Build-A-Bear ever. Like, whatever the fucking shit is. That they, this is why my kid can't have nice things, Greg. Yeah. My kid can't have nice things. I'm sorry, man. And that's my only job as a dad. And these fuckers are, are, are fucking it up. Man, this is harsh. But I mean, and it's, 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 to, yeah, I'm just sorry. What's that? What's that? I was going to say, like, like, adults are also allowed to ha- have things. And like, like, Re- Rebecca Valentine wanted to get one, you know? But she's a neckbeard. She's ruining it for Gary's kid. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I think I think like people like Rebecca. Rebecca like genuinely loves this stuff, and I think like she's she, she's as, as much of a you know, a big kid as my as my daughter is. She genuinely has like true affection and love for this stuff. And yeah, you don't age. I'm mean, you obviously I'm just joking around. You could buy this stuff anytime that you want, but it's it's the it's the people that go buy. The other thing is the fucking scalpers, Greg. They go buy yeah. them or so they can sell them on eBay. That's the real problem. Um, but no, the bottom line, I think this is a very smart team up between Builder Bear and Animal Crossing. You know, it's peanut butter and jelly. Kids are going to love it. You know, I, I, I honestly, I joke about the neck beards, but 90% of this, I guarantee you, is moms and dads trying to get, trying to lock this down for their kids, uh, day one. Uh, that is the reason though, that I don't think we've even told our, um, our kid that these are coming because, you know, we're not, you know, I'm not going to sit at home fucking hitting F4 all day trying to get in. Uh, yeah, you only well, do that for the shit you want. Yeah, for the shit, exactly. If it's important to me, <laughs> it's, I'll, make, I'll make an effort. For the new iPhone or whatever in the right color, I'll fucking stay up all night. But if it's something my kid wants. No, look, obviously I want my kid to have this. Um, we'll, we'll get them when we're, we're not, we're not going to break our necks trying to get them. I'm surprised, you know, I mean, it seems like a missed opportunity on the marketing department for Build-A-Bear that they didn't hit up Animal Talking, get somebody, get a, get a Build-A-Bear to you guys, you know? I mean, Animal Talking is yesterday's news, isn't it? It was the, it was the hottest talk show 2020, Greg, but it's now 2021. You got to move on to the next thing. Hmm. You Speaking of moving on the next thing. You know what the hottest talk show in 2021 is, don't you? Englishman in Los Santos, but you have a time. No. You now you have a thing inside of it, right? It's moved on. It's Los Santos After Dark with Carson Longcock. I actually just put the first episode is up on YouTube, Greg. Fuck you. I'm putting the link into the chat right now. Do it. I, what do you mean, fuck me? Do it. I don't care. YouTube.com slash Gary Witter. That works, right? Go to the YouTube video, like and subscribe. There's going to be more episodes of Carson Longcock's uh, new late night Los Santos talk show uh coming up go check it out anyway anyway sorry you, problem, you, it's not that i you know you just pivot so fast i knew you were doing a talk show and i knew the guy had a weird suggestive name everyone, everyone, said, everyone said do a talk show inside uh inside uh, gta and i, yeah. I, I want to do the same joke before because i did it with animal crossing did it with four guys so rather than just do a talk show inside los santos inside gta we're doing a show about a talk show host who's trying to do a talk show so it's more kind of a larry sanders alan partridge kind of a vibe sure 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 yeah man i'll let you know a lot of people saying fuck you greg a lot of people saying fuck you greg in the chat right now (laughs) a lot of people can get behind greg i know i know how to drop the crowd pleasers anytime i tell you the crowd loves it they love it you've got to give the people what they want greg that's the first rule of showbiz Gary, I can't wait for you and me to keep giving the people what they want for the next several years, but the next several years are so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Red Dead Online celebrates the great outdoors this week with double Red Dead Online dollars and XP on all animal sample sales and all free roam fishing challenges now occurring more uh, frequently while likewise paying you double. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise patch update version 1.1.2 is available today, addressing the bug that caused save data to be inaccessible if the action slash hurt pose sets were set to the action bar or radio menu. Uh, Eddie at GameSpot reports a new update for Call of Duty Warzone is rolling out now, featuring changes to weapons attachments and more perhaps the most notable change is the ffar uh, in short it's getting a nerf because it's proving to be too effective overall uh odd world so, so- 
Oddworld Soulstorm comes to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. PlayStation Plus game uh, free to, to as well today. And it's from friend of the show, Lauren Lanning, who has always supported Kind of Funny and been fantastic to us. And I have an incredibly small part in it, so tell me when you find me. Uh, Lost Worlds Beyond the Page comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Star Wars Republic Commando is on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Uh, Breath Edge is on PS4. X- maybe it's Breathe Edge? Breath Edge? Breathe Edge? Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Colony Ship, a post-Earth role-playing game, is on PC. Uh, the Slormancer is on PC. And Stacks on Stacks on Stacks is on Switch. New dates for you. Uh, Galactic Mining Corp lands uh, May 18th on Steam. Galactic Crew 2 is coming to Steam on May 6th. The Colonist is coming to Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch on May 4th. And then DC Universe Online introduces the world of Flashpoint on April 15th. Uh, Zabekill says it's Lost Words, not Lost Worlds. Sorry if I bungled that. Lost Words. Oh, I see, because it's it's a typo from the Kotaku page I stole it from. Lost Words Beyond the Page comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also interesting to note that that game sounds really cool, and Blessing showed it to me, and I'm going to play it, so I'm excited about that one. Deals of the day for you. I have an Xbox Game Pass update. The best deal in gaming gear. He continues to get better. April 8th, you get uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 on console and cloud, Uh, Zombie Army 4, Dead War on console, cloud, and PC, Disneyland Adventures on the cloud, Rush, a Disney Pixar adventure on cloud. Then April 12th, you get NHL 21 on console via EA Play. Uh, Rain on Your Parade comes April 15th to cloud, console, and PC. Also April 15th is Pathway on PC. And then MLB The Show 21 comes April 20th to cloud and console. That's the big one. That's the big one. Is that crossplay, by the way? Did we ever figure that out? I thought it was cross. Yeah, it is crossplay. No, it's crossplay. I'm gonna double check just to make sure. I want to. I'm, I'm definitely gonna want to play that with uh, Snowbike. We're both on Xbox, but if you and I want to play, we might have to play uh, crossplay because I know we can't get you off that fucking PlayStation. Uh, with cross-platform play in progress, you can play against others online and earn and use content across the platforms and the generation you choose. Why? Well, I, I hear you, but I'm, I'm, I've, I've been, you know, firmly covering PlayStation for 14 years, and I've never been a big show guy. So I don't think I'm gonna be. Oh, you're not. A, you're not a baseball guy. No. I mean, I like, oh, you know. I'll play with, I'll play with Snowbike. When, when, when are we playing Outriders? That's got the crossplay. I mean, come on now. I mean, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I guess the, I don't know if it's like been formally covered in any way, but the vibe I'm getting is the Outriders seems to be a big hit. This, the numbers it's putting up on Steam alone are massive. Oh, yeah, it's been covered. Yeah, we know that more, Outriders more, is a big hit. Parents of Borderlands 3 had it at its highest point. So it's doing yeah, really well. Steam over there. Brand new brand new uh, uh game good for them I, I i don't know i got too many other I, between between you know the gta stuff and it takes two which by the way is a fucking masterpiece i've been playing that with my kid unbelievable joseph farris another it. banger three yeah. out of three three out of three brothers a tale of two sons uh a way out and now uh, it takes two three fucking amazing games in a row joseph farris is the man uh i was a bit a bit of a, an aside there uh yeah 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 i'm probably not gonna play outriders cool hey, well, man, play, play we gotta play um speaking of outriders greg way let's squad up this is where one of you writes in on patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your name username platform of choice and why you need help in a video game i read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today sam needs help on xbox but there's crossplay. he says uh his xbox username is gk sam 10 so that's gk sam 10 hey y'all Looking for some new kind of funny best friends to play Outriders with. I usually play solo, but I'm starting to hit the point where I'm really struggling struggling with World Tier 5, so I thought it'd be cool to see if anyone else wanted to hop in and play with me, the, play the new hotness with me. Right now, I'm level 16, World Tier 5. If you want to play Outriders with Sam, hit him up on Xbox, GKSAM10. Get out there, Outriders. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask all of you watching on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. roosteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. Like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Uh, Nanobiologist uh, gets me the information I was struggling with. E3 is four days when I was like, I don't know how to add these days up that quickly. He also says, uh, the Gorilla Collective has been announced for June 2021 with no specific dates announced yet. Um, Refresh writes in and says, Gary said he wouldn't keep hitting F4 all day long for an Animal Crossing bear. F5 is the key you need to refresh. Duh. I've been hitting the wrong key all these years, Greg. There you go. Zabe Kill says Gary is wrong. 2021 needs animal talking also. 
Oh. Nah, um, we're done with animal talking. We moved on. Oh, I mean, that's sad. Uh, Nanobiology says, I missed a new date. Diablo 2 Resurrected's technical alpha begins April 8th. And then Venomtron has one here I, I, that I understand. Uh, it sounded like Greg said Oddworld was a PlayStation Plus game for both PS4 and PS5, but it's just for PS5 users. Great call. Of course, go redeem all your PlayStation Plus games, though, so you have a library built. But thank you very much for keeping me honest, Venomtron. Uh, tomorrow, you'll need to keep honest Blessing and Andy Cortez. Thursday, it'll be me and Tim. And then Friday, Blessing and me to close out your work week. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games right now, Snowbike Mike is about to roll in with yet another daily stream to hang out with you. What's, what do we got over here, Kevin? You know what's cooking? It looks like it's Nick, Andy, yeah, and Tim again. Walk on lava. Hot lava. Yeah, yeah. It's those four. It's, it's the... What, right. do they call, what does he call them? He calls them something. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. The you party mode jabronis is what I'm calling That's, That's it. You, you know. It, the Go over there, check that out. Uh, I like if you it. aren't watching live, you want to catch that content later, of course, you can go to our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash plays. That is all of the archives of our Twitch stuff so we don't get DMCA'd on Twitch. And you can still watch it whenever you want to over on YouTube. Right now, we have to go to patreon.com slash games and give you guys the post show over there. You rightfully deserve. Remember, if you aren't going to go to patreon.com slash games and support us, no big deal. Subscribe, like, share, Hit the bell on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course podcast services around the globe. Gary, before we go, do you want to promote your long cock talk show again or something like that? Um uh sure. Uh I mean like, hold on one second. No, the character's name something long cock, so I'm not it's not weird. Is he, he you want to promote your long cock, Gary? That's what I, I I did say it like that, Jen, but there's a character named Long Cock. So we're not talking about <laughs> Gary's long cock in the way you think Working you are as intended. You know what I mean? Lord Almighty over here. You know what I mean? Dirty mind on her. Gary, back to you. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. That's where we're doing the live streams. I have two characters out now that I play on the NoPixel GTA role-playing server. Gary Mitchell, the East End gangster currently laying low in Los Santos, and Carson Longcock. Uh, the uh, disgraced uh, former Liberty Titty, uh, Liberty City. <laughs> they said Liberty Titty, <laughs> Liberty Titty, Long Cock and Liberty Titty. It's all happening. Uh, former Liberty City uh, talk show host uh, who was had his show canceled, was run out of town after he accidentally uh, blew up one of his guests during a live Fourth of July special due to uh, faulty pyrotechnics. Uh, he's now out in Los Santos trying to resurrect his career by starting a new. Uh, talk show and uh again i'll I'll drop the link to the specific uh, first episode into the chat but go to youtube.com uh, slash gary Witter or go to twitch.tv slash gary Witter. the live streams are, are on twitch and the curated uh, episode highlights uh, are on youtube please come by ladies and gentlemen we had a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>